Yes, it's a Science Patrol, your Ultraman podcast. And now the hosts of Science Patrol, Rich Conroy and Pat Rooney. Hello and welcome once again to the Science Patrol, your Ultraman podcast. My name is Rich Conroy. With me as always, the lovely and talented Mr. Patrick Rooney. Hey everybody, how are you? Pat, how are we doing this morning? Fantastic. It's an absolutely beautiful day out there. It is. And then you broke the news, it's going to rain tomorrow. It's going to rain tomorrow. (laughs) Sorry. It's going to be rainy and nasty and cold. Yeah, good times. Yeah. Yeah. My whole house is sick, except me, uh, which means I'm going to get sick again. Oh, yeah. You're yeah. good. Yeah. And I can't stay home. So you're going to go to work. I have to go to work sick. Coughing. Yeah. Oh, that's And I have good. to go to work sick because I'm out of sick days because uh, we live in America and uh, we don't care. No. I have, apparently there's bootstraps around here. I'm supposed to pull myself up on. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Sure. Um, but whatever. Um, yeah, I was going to try to go to the flea market tomorrow and, and poke around. I killed it for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I mean, you could go. No, I can't. There won't goal. be nothing. Um, <laughs> I'm stupid. I know. I should have gone today. Well, it's a good thing I was initially going to go sell because it was supposed to be nice. Right, right, right. Like, it's going to be a beautiful day. I'm going to go down the last gasp of flea marketing. Yeah, I'm going to do that. Uh, there are people who do. Oh sure. You go down oh, there. Sure. You go down there December twenty fourth, and there, there's, there's people, people there, there with inflatable Christmas stuff. Like, come on, buy it. Nope, I'm good. I'm good. You, I tell you what, if you set up on days like that, you sell because there aren't a lot of dealers and people come to spend money. Uh, and they're like, fair. oh, well, all right. I mean, you know, let's go uh, buy. It. You know, that's fair. Yeah, yeah, gotcha. Good stuff. Anyway, we're here to talk about two uh, two episodes. Episodes. <laughs> That's what we're going to call episodes of Ultraman for now on. Episodes hey, <laughs> of Ultraman Blazar. The first one being uh, the Moonlit Memories. Yes, and that is um, ten fourteen two uh, two thousand twenty three. I was I don't know why I was going to say two o two three. I thought kind two o two three. Kiyotaka Taguchi is our director. Kego Kainagi is our writer. And uh, the synopsis is uh, the kaiju Delton doll is demolishing the city as it flies through the skies at Mach 9. Yes. That'll do it. That's awful darn quick. (laughs) (laughs) What is that, 4,500 miles an hour or something? Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Just doing quick math. 5,400 because it's 600 miles an hour. Oh, yeah, there you go. 5,400. I think it's 600. It's uh, Mach. Speed of sound. Okay. Yeah, sorry. That's right. I, my math is wrong anyway. <laughs> no, no matter how we do this, my math is wrong. That's right. Which is pretty much what I've been used to my whole life. <laughs> Rich, no matter how many times you've done it, the math is wrong. Okay, Woo-hoo. good time. Uh, because Earth Garan, can't, now I'm pronouncing it like you, cannot keep up with the Delta, Delta doll's speed, Scar is unable to catch it. You know what's funny? Is you pronounce it like they do in the English dub. Right. Right? But I watch the English dub and pronounce it like they do in the Japanese. <laughs> Meanwhile, Emmy finds out confidential information on the Kaguf labeled V99. Right. About space kaiju such as Bazanga and Gabalga. Um, both of which sound like boob nicknames. Exactly. But <laughs> you say that. Look at the size of the Gabalgas over there. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> it's a monster strip club. Oh, God, no. You guys want to go down to Gabalgas afterward? <laughs> okay. They got wings. <laughs> Not that you want to eat them, but uh, yeah, the monster wings are huge. <laughs> it oh, seems, however, to be related to a certain experiment that was conducted in the past. Dun dun dun! Amazing. Yeah, um, yeah. I, 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 this is a nice um, 
quick recap for what the episode is. Yeah. Give it that. Yeah. And what it seems is the actual head of the emergency system, yeah, whatever yeah. he is, is now trying to justify the GGF's existence and trying to yell at them, you guys aren't doing this by yourself. You need this alien who we're, we can't yeah, control. Yeah. yeah, exactly. He's just upset about the, uh, you know, the, the fact that uh, we're not getting the win. It's this Ultraman guy. Right. And I'm not having it. And it's like, really? That's the thing? Is that what we're going? Okay. Yeah. That, he, you know, this guy's a control freak. It's clear. Um, well, I mean, the, the better part is they have this Earth Goron. Mm. Can fly, what was it? Mach, Mach 4. Three. Mach 4. Right. And they're like, that's just a get place. <laughs> right. It's not an aerial combat thing. And that's exactly what they say. We are not built to do that. Well, why don't you say, why don't you do something different? How come you didn't do something different, But Pat? this is what you, we told you we were doing. Why didn't you do more? Yeah, how come <laughs> you didn't change it up? <laughs> how come you didn't change it up? And that's pretty much where he goes. Okay. And he's sitting there going, really? Okay. The, and we've all had that boss. Okay. D- this is exactly what I'm going to tell you right now. I, we have a parking situation at our place. There's not enough spaces. Okay. So when you come in, you got to like double park in front of your friends and like do all sorts of stuff. Right. Knowing that they're going to, you're going to move before they are. Right. And then like, you can't go out and move your car. And I'm like, I have to, I'm in front of a hydrant, you know, like I have to. So, um, they're like, there's plenty of parking in the back. I'm like, I'm in the back. I'm like, if we park behind the cones, the other company is threatening to tow us. Because we're sharing a parking lot. Right. If, right? You t- if they, I get towed, you pay the bill? No. Right. Then I'm waiting. Right. So they're like, no, well, don't park there. That's yeah. that's their solution. Well, just don't park there. Where, where would you like me to park? Yeah. Well, just don't park there. I know that part. Where do you want me to park? And then no spots that we have. Yeah, just not there. Yeah. Ample parking in the back. Ample parking. And yeah, it just, was ample parking a year ago. Yeah. But you've hired like 30 people. We are no longer ample. Yeah. Yeah. We're... That's uh, insane. That's <laughs> insane. Yeah. Yeah. It's like talking to Lint. Yeah. 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 So, um, originally suspected to be the third wave of space kaiju, right? Um, Delton Dahl uh, is apparently a subterranean earth kaiju who was woken in response to some unknown stimuli and is now moving around the world at high speeds and of low course. earth orbit uh, using the cover of cumulonimbus clouds. Which... I'm not sure how you hide something that big in clouds, but then again, I'm guessing you could hide anything behind a cloud and sure, you'd be able to see it. Sure, sure. Yeah. So he's flying around the world causing infrastructural damage, uh, which has Gaguf on close observation until it takes down one of their patrol craft and damages several satellites in low orbit. And they're like, all right, yeah. now, now we got to go do Now something. you're a nuisance. <laughs> So, of course, they, they start an aerial dogfight over the Sea of Japan, and Earth Garen's in hot pursuit, but he's hypersonic, you know, Delton Dahl's hypersonic. Right. And uh, he's very maneuverable, and they, they can't catch up. Right. And then um, he climbs past the point where they are safe to climb. Right. And again, yeah, the 150,000 like, or something like that. Whatever number they use. They announced, his, they announced the monster as Delton Dahl, and I thought there was going to be a Tanya Tucker. I was like, Delta Dawn? What? That, that seems weird. doesn't have a flower on. I don't yeah, get it. I don't understand it at all. <laughs> so, okay. 
So uh, Scarred resumes investigations and manages to do that. The kaiju is moving between the clouds, and uh, oh, that's right, Earth Garon finds um, the molted the, its skin, like it yes. sheds its skin. Yes, which is such a great scene because I still love the amount of detail um, that they put into the actual skin for the side of the not only prop that, that they have. Not only that, but the uh, but the how much personality this giant robot has. Yes, like. He's picking something off a hillside, and he holds it up, and his mouth goes open, like, wow! <laughs> 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 For a robot, it does have a lot of personality. But the best thing is, you know, somebody in the cockpit had to click the, okay, hit the wow button. Wow! <laughs> Look at that! Fair point. Fair point. <laughs> You're like, oh my god, that's so silly. I Thanks, love it. guys. Yeah. <laughs> we needed that. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Um, and, uh, they, uh, we find out that the uh, the mobile command center has been named Mopey. Yes. Which which is one of my favorite ways to describe people is Mopey, so I, I enjoyed that. <laughs> and I was there for it because got, I've gotten to the point, and I know it took me a long time. Yes, they're just going to find the silly yeah. and use it. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, so your mobile base is now Mopey. Mobile got Operations, which yeah. is M-O-P. And so they just call it Mopey. <laughs> Okay, fine. I got to be honest with you. If we had an MOP at work, it'd be called Mopey. <laughs> it was, Much to no. the chagrin of everyone until they all started using it. Yes. Because that's how that usually works. That's always the way it works. Yeah. Nobody likes it until everybody calls it, and then you're sitting there going, okay, now that I guess. In our data center at one of my old jobs uh, was our operations center, <laughs> which, because I was watching a lot of Star Trek at the time, I referred to as ops. Right? And <laughs> I, feel like I gotta go down to Ops and talk to so and so. And he's like, My boss was like, What? I'm like, Operations. He's like, What? Ops? <laughs> not not three weeks later, he's like, All right, heading off to Ops. And I'm like, That's right. That's <laughs> right. It out. Vindication. <laughs> That's it's great. It's nice when you can name stuff. <laughs> yes. There's, I know there's a couple of things at work that I named remarkably stupid things because I'm like, uh, it's just an easy way. To well, you know, I call things. you know, like calling something like the the green thing in or something. But it's 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 better than that. I assure I'm you. Sure it is. I'm <laughs> sure it is. I got you. I can't think of what the things are, but yeah, I have executives using it. <laughs> it's yeah, that's the fun <laughs> that's part. That's great. <laughs> and the one guy's like, "Why do we call it that?" And like, oh. it. No, no, not even. It's, <laughs> it's just got far enough where they go. Oh. <laughs> We've always called it that. I'm like, no, you didn't. <laughs> exactly. <coughs> the buck starts here. Um, so, uh, Scarred is informed uh, soon that the uh, Del- Delton Dawn, or Del- <laughs> Del- <laughs> Delton Dawn sighting over the Pacific Ocean, and it moves in to engage with the Kaiju with Earth Garen Mod 2. Right. Now equipped with remote controlled, wire guided hypersonic missile. Okay, fine. Like, of course, why let's not? accept the fact that that happens. But. How much wire? It's a hypersonic missile. How fast is hypersonic? I mean, again, faster than the speed of sound, which is more than 600 miles an hour. I think it's, I'm going to say, okay, I'm going to look up two things. How okay. fast is hypersonic? Again, yeah. just going with that number. <laughs> How fast is hypersonic? Okay, hypersonic is Mach 5 to 10. Oh, okay, there you go. Yeah, okay, which is 3,000. Right. 836 
miles to 7,673 miles. So super duper quick. Right. Yeah, it's super duper quick. (laughs) (laughs) You could have just said that. We could have been done. Supersonic, of course, is speed of sound. Um, 1.2 to... Four point something. Something. But right. what is the speed of sound? Let's see. It's about 600 miles an hour, like I said. That's, keep the easy numbers in your head. Yeah. I think it's 740. I think it's like 740. Um, nobody's helping me here. Uh, Come on. I don't want to. You're going to have everybody. I don't want the like huge scientific definition. Give me the speed. Small numbers. 343 meters per second. Not that small. It's <laughs> <laughs> in meters. Also, it's in metric. <laughs> I know the rest. I don't know what that means. Seven hundred miles an hour. Okay, but the rest go. of the world is laughing at me. They're like, "Yeah, yeah, the imperial dork." <laughs> well, you see the dummy, the one that there's only two countries that on airplane. Uh, probably not. Okay, put that on airplane. Otherwise, we're gonna hear. Uh, it's terrible. It's the worst feeling in the world. Anyway, keep going. Yeah. Um, so. Um, we also have Emmy investigating what's going on with this experiment. And uh, we see the return of shorts, uh, but I don't know if that was her or was the, uh, if it was Henri in the first That's time. That's the basic the problem with these two girls. I can't tell them apart. Emmy's got short hair. That doesn't happen. <laughs> I'm not smart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Henri has long hair and generally has two things that fall over her face, like two strands okay, like two, that. Two strands in the yeah. front. Okay, I'll keep that. She has a rounder face, okay. where Emmy has a bit more of a pointier nose, like I an hour nose. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, with Earth Garen's arsenal, the Scards uh, managed to keep a Delton doll from ascending past the atmosphere. Of course. Um, but they're having trouble landing a hit, and uh, poor Henri's like, you guys don't think I can aim? This is nonsense. Like, <laughs> and... Like, no, 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 no. Um, We're not saying that. No, it's just that, I mean, he's fast and everything. Gee whiz. It's not you. Yeah. It's him. Yeah. Yeah. The jig, yeah. This is the perfect, it's not you, it's him. Uh, but uh, Gento sees that, like, things are going on. He, uh, the pretense of, I'm going to go out and fix the antenna. Sure. Sure. Oh. And uh, goes out the back of the mopey and becomes uh, Ultraman Blazer, of course. Right, and what even what's even weirder? Okay, yes, he goes out to fix the antenna, which we all know is a setup. The bracelet appears and seems to be hot to make him become Ultraman. I like, think it was like, hey, 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 come on, you got to move. You, you, this is this. We got what we are, we're here yeah, for in the we, first yes. place. Yeah, about time you got outside. <laughs> Like, it was probably burning his wrist the whole time. He's like, all right, shut up. Just give me a minute. How come you can't be made out of the thing humans can't see? Exactly. (laughs) Why? Why did you have some consistency? We had that going. Some consistency would be great. (laughs) Yeah, that would be, that would be fantastic. Like, but the problem is this Blazar can't talk. Right. And like, good lord. It's very, very odd. It's still... (laughs) 14 episodes in, and I'm still not used to it. I nope. don't care for it. Nope. Nope. But, I mean, granted, half of it is so that there's a bunch of Japanese kids on the playgrounds going, <laughs> No, exactly. That's exactly what it is. So yeah. they can just make the noise, and they can play with the noise. And you're like, okay, I get, I get it. Yeah. We're not teenage kids. Right. <laughs> or We're younger than teenage, teenage kids. 
I think there's a very small percentage of teenage people watching this um, that are at least playing it. Yes. Let's go that far. Yeah, because at one point, I grew out of Ultraman 2. I gotcha. And here we are again. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It came back when I... Well, when I grew out of it because it wasn't available. Uh, You couldn't get it. Nothing to watch. I gotcha. Then I saw Towards the Future, and then I was like, well, I'm back in. This is pretty good. And then Ultraman Tiger rolls around, and by then I was kind of like, oh, it's only on Saturdays, and I don't have a VCR in my room, and I keep forgetting to tape it, and exactly, you know, exactly. And then by then you assume someday it'll be out on home video, and I'll just get it. (laughs) Sure, yeah. Two two episodes of tape at thirty dollars a tape. Oh, good God, I remember those Some god awful thing like that. Oh, it was like when we'd go to the bootleg guy. The only reason you were getting a better deal is there were four episodes yes. on the tape, and Taped it was twenty old. bucks exactly. And you were like, "All right, that's now we're that, now we're talking. Now we're talking. Yeah, now we're cooking with gas." And it, but still, that's ten tapes. I know for like the excuse me, the original Ultraman series. That's two hundred dollars. Two hundred dollars. Not wrong. I could buy a big pile of shark teeth for that. Though. I understand, as evidenced uh, by the guy I was talking to you today, like I told you before. <laughs> But, I mean, that that's the thing. You look at it as to where we are now mm. and what we can do with our technology now. And mm. when we had VHS tapes and you're mm. like, oh, my God, did we really think that that would be the end of the world? Yeah. like and Yeah, we kind of did. Yeah. 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 We were like, we were like, uh, beta. <laughs> Who needs beta? People are like, oh, the picture quality is actually better on beta Mac. They're like, yeah, but your tapes aren't as long. Yeah, but the picture quality. No, sorry. Sorry. Then Mark. Sorry. We want six hours of sitcoms on one day. Yeah. That's exactly what it turned out to be. Yeah. My parents, my my mom had like almost the entire run of Remington Steel on VHS at one point. Seriously, we used to watch them all the time. Oh, God. All the time. I'm sorry. And then, (laughs) nothing wrong with Remington Steel. It's a fine show. Um, In in fact, I I watched some of it recently and it holds up. It's all Pierce Brosnan's. It's just he's got charisma machine. Yeah, it really does. He comes really in really and you're just like, that's a handsome man. <clears throat> you know, like, when he's in the that Black Adam movie with Dwayne yeah, he's Doctor, yeah, he's Doctor Do- Do- Fate. Sure. Yeah, he steals absolutely every scene he's in because he's Pierce Brosnan. He's Pierce Brosnan. Yeah, and the movie, as bad as it did in the theaters, yeah, it's not a bad movie. Okay, but he. Absolutely steals yeah. every scene he's in. You're like, you know what? I understand why he's in a movie. I Have you seen The Foreigner with Jackie Chan? I want you in the worst. I will lend it to you. Um, and it, he's phenomenal in that. But you know what he's not allowed to do? What's he not allowed to wear? I'll put it that way. A tuxedo? Exactly. I would say I've seen him in a tuxedo in something. You've seen him in an open, no tie, button open tuxedo. What about Tom's Crown Affair? Absolutely not. Okay. He's allowed to, as long as it doesn't have the bow tie and one or two of the buttons are can open. Can have a cravat, perhaps? You can have a cravat. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Again. Welcome to cravat talk. It's the definition of this is what the tuxedo is. Okay. If you can break off of that, yeah. you can wear it. And he's gotten close. Gentlemen, I'll have you say that's a, not a cummerbund <laughs> wearing a belt. Exactly. Damn, he's got us again. <laughs> I'll take this money and <laughs> and move on with my life. <laughs> good day to you. He's giving us the finger. He looks so good doing it. <laughs> <We're> <laughs> <that>. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm, send him flowers. It's yeah. that simple. 
Have you seen that show? Uh, we're so far afield. Oh, that's Have that's you point. seen that commercial that rolls between some, it's for uh, some t-shirt company? And it's Untucked? A, no, Untucked? it's a, it's um. oh, I can't think of it. Anyway. It's, it's coming up for almost every YouTube video now. And it's one of the only commercials I will actually watch part of because it's funny. Okay. Like the guy's yeah. like, he comes in, he's like, damn it, Johnson, your numbers are terrible. And this and that, and your shirt looks terrible. And he's like, well, it's just so big and baggy. And he's like, damn it, Johnson, look at Gibson. And Gibson is the same guy, but he's wearing a better shirt. And all the people <laughs> in the office are clapping for him. Oh, and, God, stuff. No. and they're like carrying him around and he's doing crazy uh, stuff. And he's it. like, he looks so damn good in that shirt. He can basically do whatever the hell he wants in this office. <laughs> and he was like. But how does Gibson afford premium t-shirts? He's the worst salesman we got. And I don't think he can read. It's like, damn it, Johnson. We all know Gibson can't read. And like, <laughs> he just looks so good. Yeah, and that's it. And like, he's like, Gibson. And he kind of goes, yeah, boss. And he was like, keep doing what you're doing. He's like, right now, boss. And he blows him a kiss. And he's like, yes, sexy bastard. <laughs> that's great. It is fantastic. One? I haven't seen it. It is one. fantastic. And, but anyway, uh, let's get yeah. back to the actual. So anyhow, um... <laughs> With Blazar on the assist, of course, Scarred successfully hits uh, a Delton doll with one of its wire guided missiles. Well, it's just a lot of wire. A lot of wire. You're not wrong. It's going five. It's yeah. a lot of wire. Yeah. <laughs> so the kaiju slows down temporarily, um, and Ultraman follows up with his rainbow slash. Of course. Um, why wouldn't you? Now, Delton doll is furious. Um, and then he summons the Tilsonite sword, briefly engages the kaiju, and destroys it with the Raiden's finish. Um, the thing that gets me is, like, I I didn't care that, for the fact that the whole thing takes place in the air. The battles weren't great because they took place in the right. air. Because it's all CG at this yeah. point. They're just just CG stuff shooting into the CG stuff, and you're like, okay, okay it's fine. I mean, I, I get the point that that is... A lot cheaper now to do than all the practical effects. Well, it's definitely faster, I would think. Like you don't yes. have to build this, you know. I mean, and there is there probably is a practical suit for. No, it's not even a suit. It's a model. It's a maquette, probably. Yeah, it's a model. A small mechanical um, model that they yeah. use to capture. <laughs> did you get a Did you get a good look at the monster? I didn't. He's a He's basically an F four phantom. Yeah, he's a plane. Yeah, an F four phantom with Tony Stark's. Uh, chest head like exactly yeah, yeah. And I mean it was a you know for a plane monster it's fine it's fine it's exactly. fine it's not my favorite no if he never came back I wouldn't miss him other than the name <laughs> right and it, it's one of those things yes they're trying to get away with doing things a little bit on the sheep so they can spend places spend oh, money yeah, in they, other places yeah, yeah, yeah which I give them because it's not like they're not spending money no during this show you can yeah. see but. When they do save money, we're going to point it out because sometimes it just doesn't look right. Let's talk about uh, Dalton Dahl. He's 45 meters long. Uh, he's 14,000 tons. His home world is Earth. And uh, he sounds huh? like a beast. Okay. All right. There That's you go. Um, his name is derived from the Greek letter Delta, hey, of course. which is represented with a symbol that looks like it is. It's a triangle. Which is why he is shaped like it is. A triangle. Hey. I gotcha. Uh, I gotcha. He's designed by Kengo uh, Kusunoki, who is also responsible for designing Bazanga and uh, Taganular. Okay. Right. There you go. And uh, 
with uh, Takahita Waki in charge of modeling the flying puppet suit. According to Kengo, the design aimed to create a kaiju resembling a modern saucer creature, with its foundation drawing uh, from frequent appearances of triangular UFOs during the 1989 Belgian UFO wave. Okay, I didn't know there was such a thing. That's something for you guys to look up, Belgian UFO wave. Um, He was also portrayed as kind of a descendant of pterosaurs. Yeah, a flying monster, flying sure. Monster, sure. Yeah, yeah, fine. Um, but yeah, so uh, it, it's got some pretty cool. Like, I did like the thing where he fires that 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 explodey thing in the middle of the sky, and then the Earth Garan flies through it. Yes, great shot. There, there was some decent shots in the episode. Like that was, I mean, there, there, some dudes stayed late did, did doing that, and they were like, came in Monday, and it was like, woo. But again, it's one of those. Yes, you're going to get some good shots, yeah. even in the not-so-great yeah. episode. Yeah. So I give them oh, credit. Yeah, yeah. You know, I really do that, give them credit. That shot is up there with my favorite shot of the modern Ultraman era of Gomez going through that black oil smoke. Oh, yes. That one was cool. Yeah. That's, that that's cool. right up there. Yes. Um, I could see that. And again, uh, we experience Earth Garen hitting, uh, getting getting slightly tussled. And like, well, we've, we can't aim anymore. <laughs> like, just sparks. Yeah. <laughs> And like you said, it met its greatest foe, anything. Yeah, <laughs> any sort of resistance whatsoever. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, there is a, um, a vinyl vinyl figure release for Delton Doll. I would never buy that. <laughs> I mean, I just wouldn't. Like you said, it's basically a plane monster. So well, I mean, you're buying right. a plane monster, and it has no articulation. Um, um, so, yeah, definitely Yeah, it's not. 700 yen, so you're looking at five bucks. Yeah, some five bucks. I got you. Yeah. <laughs> You gotta, you gotta buy them all, Pat. No, I really you don't. Gotta. I haven't bought you one, you which means I don't have to buy them all. Um, yeah, you know, that's the starting point, yeah. and I'm done. <laughs> that's the reason your pal Rich doesn't have any either, because once you buy one, know, you're gonna get them all. He knows better, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> I, I was last night hoping that I could get this nice shark tooth I was looking at, and it went, <laughs> yep, right through the ceiling. And I went, well, I tried. It was. <laughs> I was paying attention this week. That was the important thing. Hey. Last two weekends, I paid attention, and nothing sold cheap. Gotcha. <laughs> and when you don't the pay two attention, it goes one dollar over what you bid. Not even that. The two weekends before, big teeth were going for like twenty eight bucks, uh, and I'm like, "What's going on?" <laughs> then, of course, I you know I tried you to do pay attention. Yeah. And they go crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. They were like, "No, you don't get that. <laughs> um, well, no teeth for you." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I don't know what the S. CLA streaming version of this episode features a slightly extended sequence for Emmy and Dobashi. Oh, yeah, we forgot about um, Emmy um, doing some more research and she gets uh, she gets caught by some people and she gets taken to a gym where there's an old man working out. Yeah. And he's like... It's very weird. Yeah, and he's like, yeah, I used to run this department and blah, blah, blah. You were just like your dad. And he's like, let me know what you find out, because, like, I don't know either. But I guess the implication is that, like, even though he used to run it... He doesn't know what's going on now. Yeah, like, this has all been hidden from him as well. Yes, so. yes. Um, and then, at the end of the episode, she's looking at some top-secret facility, and the, uh, the Gagoof guy comes out, and he was like, man, if I, this should get the unit disbarred and disbanded and uh-huh. blah, 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 blah. And he's hiding something. Yes, yeah. of course he is. Yeah, of course he is. Yeah. And the, the the thing that this Emmy seems to do is 
She'll hide in a server room somewhere. And, and then start hacking away. And hack away. Usually not a good idea. Well, I'm just you, saying. If you're going to go in and, if like, it's easier to directly connect to a machine, I would think. Right. At least in the, the computer logic of this world. And here's the basic issue with being in those server rooms. They are very, very well air-conditioned. Oh, yes. So they're cold. They're brisk. Yes, they are very brisk. Because they, obviously the machines heat up a lot, mm-hmm. so yeah, they yeah. keep them cool. Yeah. So they freeze the room. Yep, yep. Oh, okay, that's great. I've been in server rooms. They're, they're very brisk. <laughs> but anyway, we're going to talk next about Betwixt Morn and Dust. Sure, of course. Which is the next episode of Ultraman Blazar. And that will take place on after this. I'm doing that to make Pat laugh. Absolutely. <laughs> Sometimes it works. He's just looking at me like, what is the matter with you? Oh, I know this craziness in there. It's just some, when it comes out. <laughs> Depending on how it comes out is what gets me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so today's uh, this episode we're talking about, Ultraman uh, Blazer, episode 15, Betwixt Morn and Dusk. Asa to Yoru no Aida ni. Sure, close okay. enough. Air date of 10-21-2023, directed by Kiyotaka Taguchi, and written by Takao Nakano. Um, Gento Sunjun is classmates with an unusual character, Arata. Um, I'm going to say every kid in that class is a little weird. Yes. <laughs> Not wrong. Not wrong. <laughs> and the best is they all look like they're about... I'm bad with kids' ages, but I'm going to say like... Nine-ish, ten-ish, somewhere yeah. in that range. And the guy's like, do you have notes for class? Who's taking notes at nine? Nine or ten. Nobody. Right. No. Nobody here. <laughs> uh, that's fair. You know what? They're You're good. Right. Japanese kids They're, could have a big, big system of trapper keepers. They could have nine. this notebook yeah. for every class. Yeah, yeah one everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, they, uh... The one kid's like, oh, thanks for lending me your eraser, June. I, I want to show you something. Another kid's like, yeah, we got swim class. We got to go. Yeah. And he's like, I have English class. Like, I have English lessons or something. And he's like, yeah, we, we got to go. Yeah. He goes, I'll show you something real quick. And he's like, well, okay. There's three kids that walk up to this one kid drawing. Yeah. Two of them shockingly are busy. The Amazingly, Gento's kid is the one that stays behind. Gento's kid is the one who gets roped into it, and he's yes, just like, okay. I guess. I didn't really have much to do. Yeah, I got an English lesson, but <laughs> yeah, it's fine. So, um, sure. And he, they walk into this... And I watch this episode. I'm watching these in English. Oh, really? Why? It's fun. I don't know. Okay, fair enough. I like to watch English with subtitles of the Japanese to see what's different. I gotcha. And okay. a lot of times it's just rearranging the line like if you say something like we gotta go outside get in the car and then go get pizza right what the Japanese would be like we need to get pizza so go outside and get in the car oh I gotcha so like it's just it's just restructuring like that to fit the mouth movement better I gotcha generally speaking like occasionally they will make something up out of whole cloth to fit the spirit of the thing as opposed to what the, the real... Yeah, yeah, I yeah. got you. But it's... Both actors are very good. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> the kids are... If they're not kids, they're really well done adult women voices doing kid children. Fair enough. Fair enough. 
But I feel bad because they give June like a little lisp, and I'm like, that's not necessary. No. <laughs> but at the same time, like I said, I'm watching these things in Japanese purposely. Yeah. yeah. Just so I can get what the kid, and obviously the mouth is moving the right way. That's because right. it's speaking in mm-hmm. Japanese. You're not wrong. And then reading the thing underneath. And what happens is sometimes you, when they have, the one thing about the subtitles is when they put some sort of location. Yeah. Subtitles gives it that location. Right. In English, so at least you know what you're supposed right. to be reading. Yeah, that's the whole point, yeah. <laughs> like, in the last episode, they're looking at all this stuff on the computer, and I'm like, you know, a subtitle would be really great right here. <laughs> yeah. They just, because it's supposed to be like this big revelation, and you're like, not for us here in America, it's not, or, or anywhere else. Anywhere for outside matter. of Japan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Other than August Ragone, none of us are enjoying this without subtitles. <laughs> He's over there going like, yeah, I know Japanese. I'm very good. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But these two kids then walk into a relatively large tent. Right, in the middle of like a junkyard slash construction, well, construction site, site slash super fund area. I'm not sure. I don't know exactly what yeah. it is, but I've seen that. I tent. set my table up on these toxic waste bins. <laughs> it's not a problem. No problem whatsoever. These barrels glow green at night so I can draw. You know? Yeah, right. okay, I was just leaving. <laughs> and, I mean, having worked with tents for years, mm. you're not... Would you say it's intense? Uh, uh, you're not really hanging much on the sides of the tent. Right. But this kid has all kinds of artwork. Well, it's great because he's got, like, string... Like, he's hung a bungee or something in the corners on the frame with string, right? And then he's got him, like, like uh, binder clip. Yeah, <laughs> onto the string. Yeah, yeah. And you're sitting there going, okay. And, but the best is he refers to it as his secret headquarters. I love that part. <laughs> I love that. And he's like, this is my secret headquarters. And I'm like, yeah, I like this yeah, kid. <laughs> and you got to figure, nobody else goes anywhere near that. Except Scruffy. Except Scruffy McScrufferson. Well, I don't know what his name was in the actual in, Japanese. In Japanese, they're like, "Oh, it's Scruffy," and I'm like, <laughs> "Someone watches Futurama, <laughs> Scruffy." Uh, <laughs> good lord! <laughs> but again, it's got to be a Futurama reference. I refuse. I refuse to believe. I didn't otherwise. catch that part because they didn't have his act. Well, whether or not they had his name, I didn't write it. Yeah, and don't, I don't. I don't know if they did. It may be in the guest cast. Um, but back to the show. Yeah. You, so you, he they they go into the they go into the tent. They see all the drawings. His name is Hige in this show. Okay, that's fine. What and does that mean? Hige, Scruffy <laughs> walked into the tent and chased the kids away because yeah. they're not supposed to be there. Yeah, you kids aren't supposed to be on a construction site, and you're like. Okay, I'm sort of with him. And kids love construction sites. As you would. Why wouldn't you? It's a bunch of junk sitting around, and, and it's all can, free. Right. And you can play on it yeah, as long can, as you don't get hurt, right, you which can, is usually the problem. Right. You can take all the garbage you want. They don't care. <laughs> we love, man, we loved playing, yes. playing in construction, in construction sites. sites. And you knew you could get hurt, and yeah. you couldn't tell your parents where yeah, you were. It was the best. <laughs> parents were like, where were you? Oh, they're building a... They're building a big what you call it over on this street. Yeah, okay, have fun. That's all. Just have fun. Yeah, yeah. Just be careful of the rebar. You'll be fine. Completely different times. Yeah, we're gonna go ride our dirt bikes over. (laughs) (laughs) 
And then you see these lights in the sky, and the kid has a little drawing on the floor, and it pulses. That is, uh, um, that is uh, June drew that, and it is Gavadon. Yes. Now, we haven't seen Gavadon since... Can, can you tell me when we saw Gavadon? Does Gavadon ring a... Does Gavinon ring a bell for you, Pat? I actually looked up what episode and the title of the original. Hey, that was in, he I'm knew. Like, I know that monster. Nice. I looked him up. Nice. <laughs> and there is so much. Um, it is, by the way, it is also episode 15. It was. How neat is that? I, I thought it was really cool. And I'm, yeah. I'm looking through the thing going, I know he's in here somewhere. I know he's in. And, of course, he's not in any of the pictures because I'm looking through the little um, Ultraman book. Oh, Okay. And I'm like, I know he's there. So now I have to look at every monster name. As right, it's right. Blah, 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 blah. Oh, it's episode 15. Oh, that's a nice that's thought. Like, oh, nice yeah. touch. Yeah, yeah. It's, <laughs> I, I like that. Um, but, um, yeah, so he draws this, like, weird little tadpole-looking dude. And that night, some cosmic rays are flashing in the sky. Of course. And we, you hear the voice of who I think is June going, Starlight, Star Bright, first star I see tonight. And I'm like, oh, he wishes him into existence? No, it's Cosmic Rays. <laughs> well, it's a combination of which yeah, Cosmic maybe. Rays. Sure, sure, sure. Why not? Yeah, okay. Um, so <clears throat> that's fine. Uh, you know, what's funny is I didn't even have to look that guy's name up because it shows up in the next paragraph. Oh, there you go. <laughs> yeah, so um, they uh, they take Gavin on out, and they're like, June and the other kid are walking through the woods with him, and this... Uh, the this little girl sister shows up. Yeah. yeah, this kid's little sister shows up, and she's like, uh, "I want to play with you guys." Yeah, and she's like, "What do you got there?" And he's like, "Nothing." What was that noise? That was hiccuping. <laughs> <laughs> it's just gas. That's yeah. all. It's fine. Nothing to see. Nothing to see. Yeah, uh, oh. Sumugi. That's your name. Okay. And um, so uh, the kid's name is Arata. There we go. Sure is. Took me a minute. But then we. Sure. I didn't write down any of the kids' names because they're not going to be important at all the rest of the series. No, well, they moved to America at the end of the show. Well, June doesn't. No, June doesn't. And you would think as as Gento's kid, he might be in the series again? Yeah. I'm going to absolutely doubt it. This is the third time he's been in. Oh, yeah. <laughs> absolutely, he's coming back. All right, fair enough. Um, but they're, this is not Ultraman Leo. They're not going to kill his family. <laughs> Twice. Just like, oh, I've got to get rid of these kids. What are we going to do? Drop a building on them. It's fine. <laughs> and they all stayed in the episode. That's right. They That's why I said it. <laughs> <laughs> Made you think. But um, So then we get to hear the team telling Gento about the cosmic rays. Mm-hmm. And say, yeah, yeah, we'll have a, a report on about Monday. Don't worry about it. No big deal. Yeah, because he's got a day off. You're like, you don't get a day off very often. He's like, I'm going to come next week and I'm going to cheer you on at sports day at school. And his wife's like, yeah, it was last week, dum dum. And I sent you a picture, come on. And he's like, oh, man. But then as after the meeting with headquarters, he thinks he ends the meeting and starts stretching. Yeah, and he's wearing his stretchy and boxers. Like, oh, my God, the boxers. <laughs> Captain, you're okay. pants. That is absolutely, they are making fun of all the Zoom calls yeah. that everybody has. Yeah, yeah, do. it's great. That's exactly what It's absolutely is. fantastic. Um... <laughs> So, uh, Gavinon becomes, he, all he does is basically sleep. Yes. And, uh, but the best, the best is when she's like, what is it? And Gavinon comes out and he's like, <laughs> she freaks out. When they go back to the tent and he, and they're like, he won't eat. And they're like, well, I wonder what he, and then he eats a picture of a tomato off a box yes. of tomatoes. And like he eats pictures of food and they draw him 
That I thought was one of the. I thought that was the very greatest very thing. I is they draw good. food for him and he just sucks it, it off the, the pictures paper. off of the paper yeah. completely. Good stuff. It's great. Yeah, good stuff. And then they decide. You know what? He the Gavidon goes back onto the page mm-hmm. because, of course, he does. They decide. You know what? Draw we want to draw him bigger. Right. So they get a whole bunch of paper on the right. floor. They make them like draw couch size. Bigger. Okay. And then they're laying on like he's so soft. He is soft and warm, and you're like, um, okay. And they're like, <laughs> and you know, Kevin, I was like, this is pretty great. That's all right. I'm, I'm not having a bad time. And uh, then they go through the, the then, uh, of course, uh, Scruffy shows up again. And uh, he's like, what are you kids doing? What's under that tarp? <laughs> Which? They're like, hide him. What yeah. do you mean, hide him? And what I thought was the best is that they had the Home Alone trick bucket set up to catch the guy. Well, I saw the bucket, and I thought there was supposed to be a chandelier at first, and I'm like, oh, that makes sense. They're they're trying to make a fake chandelier like kids, you know. Yeah, like kids would do. Yeah, but no, it's it's, they they drop it on his head, and he's like, hey, what's going on? Very Three Stooges. Exactly. Hey, I I can't see. Oh, God. And I'm like, okay, and the, yeah, so that's Higa, and they they call him Scruffy. Right. Um, and then they go out of the tent, the monster follows them, right. goes through the woods, and then a whole bunch of other kids join up. Yeah. Because <laughs> amazingly, the girl wrote it on the internet. He tells her, Smokey, where's my scene? And she goes, I didn't, I posted about it on the internet. And he goes, that's worse! <laughs> How do you not see that's worse? <laughs> So good, it's, it's so great. good. And then uh, there's a great shot of uh, him in, a, in the construction site at one point, shot through the um, the pipes. Yes, and it's very much mirrors the original shots shot. in uh, Ultraman. Yeah. Ultraman. Yeah, it's there's a lot of throwback, and there it's great. Really is I the like lighting, every bit of it. Yeah, it, it really. And yes, we're going to have warm the cockles of my heart. Exactly. We're going to have different stuff going on because they have to have the new fun Ultraman do all the extra stuff yeah. that he can do. But all the throwback stuff that they had, you sitting there going, oh, yeah, I remember that shot. I remember a little bit of that. I yeah. remember a little bit of that. Yeah. Well, it's great. And so, like, they, 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 uh, the gr- more grown ups show up. And right. They try to capture Gavin on, and he disappears. Just vanishes completely. Yep. And you're like, okay, we know he can do that, right. sure. And then sure. the kids are like, we're just going to make him so big that the grown-ups can't capture him. Great idea. That go always out. works out well. <laughs> <laughs> so they go out into a field and they just draw this giant picture of Gavadon in a dirt lot. Yes. With sticks. And I thought that was a decent concept. Yeah. Knowing that they didn't actually do it, yeah. it was really badly CGI'd. No, that I, shot. Really? Oh yeah, it was horrible. I, I was it watching was, it on the laptop, so maybe it, it wasn't. Was bad. Okay. So I'm like, fine. And then, uh, of course, next day, there's a big giant Gavidon in the middle of town, just like yeah. smooshing a bunch of cars. And the guy, and the, <laughs> the guys in Scarter are like, so it sleeps? Just sleeping, is it? They're like, yeah, yeah. And Gendo's like, yeah, but regardless of whether it's awake or not, it's still like blocking up infrastructure. It's not helpful, which is true. Oh, it's like in the middle of town. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm not. There's gonna have that to part. be. Sorry, I was stretching. That's fine. Um, there's gonna have to be some sort of roadblock set up. Oh. Um, so they evacuate because they're gonna. Uh, the Gugus gonna attack, and uh, uh, and so like Shun is like, I'm not having it, and he goes, 
oh, I forgot something. And he takes off, and his mom's like, what? Are you kidding me? Yeah. Yeah. And, of course, he's small and nimble, so he can get through the crowd faster than she can. And then the GGF drops bombs on the Gavadon. And what happens? They, they just bounce, bounce off. right off. It's so great. And then when they actually hit the ground, they yeah, explode. they explode. And you're like, oh, okay, this is great. They're this blowing up buildings <laughs> left and right. It's like, oh no! I didn't mean for that to happen. Yeah. And they do it more than once, which yeah. is even the better part. Well, it's, it. They're like, surely we'll. I did better this time. Maybe we missed the first time. I try it again. <laughs> That's what it is. Good God. So. um... Okay, fine. So then they're 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 bombing them, and they're like, "Oh no, it's the, there are children there." Yeah. And uh, Genzo's like, "Oh my god, one of them's mine." <laughs> <laughs> this isn't good at all. Exactly. But there's exactly. some really nice building destruction at this point. Oh, they're really. We got our favorite leaning building back, right. back in action. Well, th- what happens <laughs> is as they're bombing the thing, he one starts, building explodes. Yeah, he starts he, freaking out too. Right. So he's, not and the other them. building starts to lean over, and Ultraman does his transformation, right, and stops the building from landing on the kids that are yeah. right there. And then he just sets it up like, "Okay, you stay yeah, there, you stay right there," yeah. which was a decent use of the prop. I'm yeah, it's adorable. That. Other than the fact that if you did that, it would probably collapse from the bottom at that exactly. point. But okay, let it slide, George, 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 George. <laughs> So then Ultraman attempts to fight Gavron. And he does the same thing that the original Ultraman did. He gets on his back and he rides around. Right. But right. it's like a bouncy castle. So he, he, just he lands on his Hey! Which is translated roughly as, wait a minute. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good God. Yeah. So, all right. Um, and. The, the one thing that and the kids I, are like, stop beating on Kevin on that. Meanwhile, Ultraman's gonna be like, well, I haven't laid a finger on him. <laughs> I haven't done anything. Literally, I can't do anything with him. But the problem with the suit that I found, mm. as hard as they tried, when he actually does land on him, the suit collapses in because there's nothing holding it there. Right. I think that's a great idea, though. Like, it, he's just mushy. He's just like this big amorphous blob. You know, the kids are like, he's so plush. This is great. Like, he's just a big blob. Yeah. So, like, he's he's going to. He doesn't fold in. It's just kind of brown. Yeah. yeah, But but fine. You know, nothing. It is what it is. Yeah. So, (laughs) he does. He he takes out the. um, He he does the Lance thing and converts it into a a claw game. Oh. Oh my god, and I'm sitting there going, oh no. They, they drag it, he Duck picks Gavin on them, right, and they're moving him somewhere, <laughs> and he slips out, and all the guys at headquarters are like, oh, so close. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good oh man, god. it was so good. And then Ultraman decides, you know what, let me just pick him up physically. Yeah. So well, I can't could he drop be, him. honestly. He's and he just decides to fly away with them. Yeah. And then they're sitting on a levee on the side of wherever Riverbank it is. They look up, and there's the Gavadon constellation. Which was also in the other one. Very... Yep, yep. Exactly. And they're like, we got to, we're moving to... uh, We're in the United States, and we're not... We'll write to each other and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. We have to remain friends forever. Uh, Sure. Yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah. Uh... Let's see. 
Uh, the suit actor is Hiroyuki Arai for Gavadon. Uh, this marks the first time that Gavadon A takes on an ultra. In an interview with Cinema Today, uh, director Taguchi mentions that two of his favorite monsters of the original Ultraman he wanted to appear in the modern era were Bolton, who was brought back in Ultraman Z, right. and Gavadon A. And he was like, I wonder why it hasn't returned him. When merchandise of the kaiju sold out, if quickly at events such as the Ultraman Festival and Ultraman Heroes Expo, huh? due to Kaiju's popularity, uh, he was finally given leeway to bring Gavin on back. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. So um, that's pretty great. That like, is. And the monster is very cute. Not really effective because it's not going to fight back. Right. Yeah. So, but it, that's that's a different like. That's a different like. Okay. Well, now how's Ultra going to handle this? Right. Like if, if, right. if, if it's it, just a plush, not monster. only is he not fighting back, but he's just a mush. Right. So he's like absorbing anything, I can't do anything. Do. Like I could drop a building on him, it would come back. That would even been funnier if Gavron <laughs> just went boing and the building went back up. Like, <laughs> <laughs> the kids are, and an ultra would have been like, "What? Did, what? <laughs> that is that way? Hold on. Sure. <laughs> um, so the small Gavron prop and the two meter suit were modeled after the plush toy merchandise. Okay. So, okay. like, I think I kind of want a Gavinon plush now. <laughs> so, oh, <God>. um, <laughs> due to legal issues, the filming crew could not obtain permission to have graffiti drawn on public property, as it was done in the original series. Uh, okay. Remember the kids drew it on the side of one of those yeah, pipes, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What kind of uptight so-and-sos... Will not let you draw on their pipes. On a pipe. Yeah. Like... You're not wrong. You know, you know, they like, go right in the ground. They, not only they go right in the ground, gone. but like you could put that in front of your construction company and go like, as seen in Ultraman. Right. Remember that, guys? Right. So a little publicity couldn't hurt. People aren't thinking couldn't hurt. So they had to opt for the secret base concept and build uh, and build that tent just in time for filming. Okay. So it was a last minute addition. All right. Yeah. All right. You know what then? Then I give the tent all of its props. Yeah. That was a last-minute addition. Absolutely. I because, I mean, fantastic. it was a relatively easy thing to do. Right. And it, considering that it was a last-minute addition to it, and that's the crux of the show, I'm going to give him credit. Right. Pretty good. Um, he is also available as a soft vinyl figure. Um, no articulation. Of course. Uh, 700 yen. Uh, uh, but pretty great. I love him. Uh, they make plushies. That would oh, be the issue. You could see they make laying really plushies. great plushies. <laughs> oh, guys. Guys. Yeah. But, um, hey, just so you guys know, we are um, going to institute some sort of fundraising campaign very soon. Um, and it's going to be a lot of, like, if you shop here, you can give us money. Or uh, if you just want to give us money, you can give us you money. Us With a... With a finite goal in mind, I'm looking to get about $500 to upgrade our recording equipment. Yes. Yes. We've been using the same loaned. Yes. Yeah. We, we've been for using Casey's years. recorder for, for seven, low these seven years. Yes. And uh, it's about time to upgrade. Well, that, yeah. We should, we should <laughs> sound like a grown up big boy podcast. Ah. <laughs> and I want to actually do some room treatment, like hang some moving blankets up in here so you. that it doesn't sound like the big echoey room that it is. And I mean, it could be much worse, but uh, it could be much better. It could be much better. Yeah. That's where you got to go. Yeah. So, you know, uh, the details on that soon, guys. There gotcha. there will be ways that you can 
what we're going to assist. Have, yeah, there will be a tip jar installed. So if you just want to tip us, we're not going to. Not going to go ridiculously crazy. Well, I kind of want to do pay, like do some sort of Patreon thing, but when the hell are we going to record it? <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's, the problem. A, that's the problem, you guys. And like, I'd love, to, we'd love to give you guys extra content. We just don't like, have time to do so. Yeah, we re- because I work one shift and you work the other. Right. We only really get that one day a week. Yeah, and that's all it really is. Yeah, exactly. And I can't keep Pat for six hours a Saturday. <laughs> the wife might not like that. Yeah, yeah. We got <laughs> so much going on. <sighs> but anyway, um, yeah. So I think that was a, that was a pretty great episode. That was too. very cute, very reminiscent of the mm-hmm. original. I'd give it that. And wait until you see the next episode. With Terror of the Underground. Exactly. You'll actually. <laughs> Sorry, that's fine. Your hope for the cleanup crew comes true. Yay! <laughs> well, I, I did like the fact that, like in the last episode, we had Earth Gear and like cleaning up, dude. Like, yeah, like picking up this big. I thought it was a. Originally, I almost lost my mind because I thought it was a giant hefty bag. Like he was cleaning up something. He was like picking up litter, like a you know, like adopt a highway. This a highway adopted by Earth Garrett. You know, and he's just like making a big bag of trash. It's like burnt out cars in it and stuff. (laughs) But uh, do you have any recommendations this week, Patrick? Um, No, I started watching something on Netflix called Ragnarok. Okay, basically, a kid becomes Thor. Okay. In Norway. So it's... Yeah. 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 So it's a lot of beautiful scenery. Oh, yes. But... Beautiful plumage. <laughs> and this one I'm watching in English because I really just don't want to read on the way to work. Yeah, that's true. Like, you get, might get nauseous. No, it's not that I might get nauseous. It's <coughs> Okay. I'm trying to not be a really awake on the way to work. Ah. Yeah, my bad. But that's all I've, that's, I... That's... I haven't watched anything new other than that. Did I tell you I finished? Um, I did. I did finish Dungeons Dragons: Honor Among Thieves. You did. How did you not finish that? Give it another I, shot. I watched the oh, whole thing. Oh, you did. Okay, I watched the whole Dude, thing. Dude, Hugh Grant's so good. I love. I love heel turn Hugh Grant now in this late period of his career where he's like, I'm playing bad guys. Screw. I'm gonna chew the scene. Yeah. I'm gonna enjoy having fun with it. I, I don't. Argue that from foppish romantic lead to foppish bad guy. Yeah, oh, I enjoy the hell out of it. But I didn't like the movie particularly. I don't get that. But okay, it's fine. My taste is different than yours. That's yeah. always the way I go. This is true. Yeah. This I, is I true. Can't really. That's why I keep telling the kids: never argue somebody's opinion. That's right. Argue the facts. Yeah. Not opinions. That's right. They're allowed to believe what they want to believe as long mm-hmm. as there's a tiny bit of fact to it. When there's not, then you can say there's. Not. Yeah. He, I mean, you know, as they said in Godzilla versus King Kong, ah, banana oil. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good that was the, the, the bane of the dub for so long. People are like banana oil. Jeez, come yeah. on, fellas. Has anyone ever spoke English and said banana? I don't think so. Probably not. Um, but I'll, I'm going to recommend uh, the uh, movie Matinee. Joe Dante directed Matinee uh, with John Goodman. Um, and it's it's great. It's uh, takes place during the Cuban Missile Crisis uh, in Key West, and he's producing. He's a uh, he plays a guy uh, William Woolsey or Woolsey, and he's uh, very much like William Castle, like exploding things in the theater yes. and shaking the seats and all that. And uh, and he's just dis- he's uh, distributing his new film Mant, 
what happens when a man and an ant are crossed yep. by radiation. Yep. That's what yeah, that's what happened back It's in the good 50s. stuff. <laughs> yeah, I recommend it. It's probably streaming somewhere, um, and it's super enjoyable. It's, okay. a, it's a fun I'll movie. I'll look it up. Yeah, I think you'll like it. Uh, so anyway, uh, rate, review, and subscribe. The more you give us five-star reviews, the higher we go in the dreaded algorithm, and yeah, more people can engage. That's the way it goes. And it would be appreciated. Apparently, um, you can... Do it right in in the app. And most, Whatever app you're listening to, yeah, you can you can them. do it. Yeah. And if you tell us uh, where we can find it, or if you want to email it to it, email us a screenshot. That would be great. Ultramanpodcast at gmail.com. Right. That'll, that'll get to us and we'll be we'll read it on the show. Okay. And we'll Fair clap enough. and give you <laughs> give you kudos. Exactly. And uh, if you have a one star review, give it yourself. But uh, <laughs> just saying. That's true. I'm not dead. Oh, you need a new battery. A little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Sounded like a very weary kaiju. <laughs> oh, it's a button battery. It's easy. Yeah, it's, like, it's one of those little, like, it's an old watch battery. It's fine. Um, but, uh, yeah, so. Uh, and then the Suicide Prevention Helpline. 988. Open 24 hours a day. Text or talk. Week. That's right. Exactly. Uh, so the world is better with you in it. So, on behalf of the Science Patrol, I am Rich Conrad. I'm Pat Rooney. Sally Fork, you guys. Take care, everybody. Bring back Bach. Music for this podcast is provided by Terminal Sunburn. Visit terminalsunburn.bandcap.com. Post-production by Casey Kittle for Faces for Radio Productions. Visit us on the web at ultramanpodcast.com or find us on Facebook. Our email address is ultramanpodcast at gmail.com. The Science Patrol can be found on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, and wherever else you find your podcasts. Please rate, review, and subscribe. Until next time, for the Science Patrol, I'm Gretchen Brooks from the Kaiju Cast.